you know, for me, like lyrics have always been like writing in general has always just been, that's kind of been my only outlet. Like I play some instruments and stuff, but it's never, you know, it's not enough to like, I have something that I want to say or like, or convey or whatever. Um, but with words, I could always do that. So I always kind of like fell back on, on lyrics and stuff. Welcome to Growing Up Punk, the podcast about punk rock and all of its friends. My name is David. My friend is Aaron. And on this particular episode, Aaron chats with Brendan Murphy of Counterparts. Of course, Counterparts is a band from Canada mixing elements of metalcore and melodic hardcore. And in this conversation, Aaron and Brendan chat about uh, records that impacted Brendan back in the day as well as today. They also cover the early years of the band and what it was like jumping from Victory Records to Pure Noise Records. And amongst it all, they also talk about Brendan's five favorite counterpart songs. It's a great interview, so we're not going to waste really much more of your time before jumping into it. Just real quick, go follow us on our social media, Instagram and Twitter at Growing Punk Pod. You'll find Aaron and uh, my uh, personal Instagrams and Twitters linked there as well. Of course, we're on Facebook as well. Uh, and wherever you're listening to the podcast, make sure you share it, you rate it, you review it, all that good stuff. You know what all podcasters say, because... If you want to help the show grow, if you enjoy what we're doing here, uh, help us grow the show by sharing it and by rating it and reviewing it, all that great stuff. So uh, without any further ado, let's get into it. It's Aaron chatting with Brendan Murphy at the band Counterparts. Let's start with a little icebreaker here to get things going. So what was the uh, the first punk or hardcore album that really impacted you? And what's the newest punk or hardcore album that you're listening to? Um, I think like, I think in terms of like, maybe not like punk or hardcore, but like, I think the first like heavier thing that I got into was probably uh, the used self-titled. Oh yeah. I think that's, that's kind of what, what did it for me when I, you know, cause they were, uh, you know, that and like, I mean, it was all, it's all kind of, uh, it's all like them and like Alexis on fire self-titled, like that sort of stuff. It was just, yeah. yeah, I thought that those were, it was so cool to have like, you know, to hear like screaming and like heavy stuff. And then, uh, you know, in the same song, like sometimes even seconds later, it'd be like, you know, really pretty. Like, you know, where, like, whether it's like the music is like super melodic or, you know, or like there's like a catchy chorus or something. And I always thought that was really cool. Um, and then, you know, that sort of like led me like listening to like to the bigger bands in that world. I sort of then went down to like, you know, I started like moving, I guess, like more in like the hardcore world, like, you know, like misery signals and poison the well and stuff like that, yeah. and, you know, that, and then 
that like that early 2000s like trust kill ferret record stuff was yep. just like huge for me yeah, um, good stuff and i would say like the uh i think like i'll be honest I, I don't listen to a lot of like heavier stuff i mean lately i've been listening to a lot of k-pop but uh <laughs> but oh yeah um but in terms of uh the last like heavier release uh i do really like the new turnstile record oh cool yeah i was i was really surprised by that i wasn't not that the early stuff was bad. It was just like, you know, for me, I was like, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's, it's hardcore stuff. Like I, I get it. But once they started like, you know, thinking outside the box and doing all like the choruses and stuff and singing and everything, I was just like, oh shit, this, this rocks. So that's been on he- That's been in like a heavy rotation for me too. Yeah. That's one that me and uh, some of my co-host David have been going back and forth on. Cause we both kind of, yeah, we listened to it when it came out and I had sent him a message saying, like, hey, just listen to the new turnstile. Not sure I can get into it. And he kind of had the same thoughts. And then the next day, he's like, so this album might actually be um, one of my favorite albums of the year. <laughs> yep. like, what? What happened in there? And, uh, I mean, he's his tastes are a bit more eclectic than mine. Like, he's a bit more open to some things. and Sure. And so I, I, they're not a band I've listened to a ton. And so I just kind of went in, like, listening to the singles. I mean, I've seen their name a bunch. And, yeah, I just kind of thought, okay, they're kind of, you know, a hardcore band. And so but maybe it just threw me off. So I, I was listening to it on a bike ride. And, you know, I really liked it when it was kind of, like, energetic and catchy. But then it kind of goes into these weird, like, I don't know, kind of indie-ish parts. Yeah. Or just different, which is really cool. Like it, it's cool to see a band doing that. But just for me, every time it did that, I was kind of like, ah, oh, like okay, it's kind of like killing it a little bit for me. But I don't yeah, know. Sometimes sure. I really suck at appreciating music, or just if something's kind of different than I expected, and you know, some that's not always the case. But I don't know. With yeah, I, one, I, yeah, I I feel you there. I think that like, I think that. I, I kind of had the opposite, um, the opposite sort of response to it is like when, um, when I saw that they put out that like EP beforehand and it had like, a like, I think it was like four or five songs from the record. I always associated like turnstile with like their earlier stuff, like the, what's it called? Like the, like nonstop feeling and, and like that. And the, I can't remember the name of it, the one, the one before it, but, uh, but, uh, so the, in my mind, I was just like, well, I mean, like I kind of know, like I get, I get this. Like it's not really my favorite. Like I'm, I'm not listening to a lot of that style of music right now. But then when I watched the video and I heard it, I was just like, oh shit! Like I'm, like I was on the opposite end. I was like, okay, this is surprising in like, uh, like a a good way for me, where I'm just like, oh fuck! Like I, I really like this. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely out there. I mean, like they they have the one song with like the with like uh what is it like blood orange on it and stuff and it's just like yeah very very outside the box i think if you're expecting kind of like a straightforward hardcore kind of record it's it's definitely not that um, yeah but that's why i liked it you know what i mean yeah no that's cool yeah it's one that if if it was on i would really enjoy it but i wouldn't if i was craving something like that that wouldn't necessarily be the one i go to so i mean there's lots yeah, of music sure. like that right it's not like you don't <laughs> You don't dislike it. You just wouldn't be what you choose. So, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. What were you listening to before, like the used and and those kind of bands? Was there like a big transition from just listening to like alternative music or something, or was it just yeah, you started yeah, with pretty, that? Pretty much. I think that like, um, 
you know, like uh, probably the same sort of story as like most Canadian musicians and stuff. It's like, you know, like watching much music, like you get your big shiny tune CD, <laughs> you know, you get some 41 and uh, you know, whatever. And, and all that stuff. And like, I was um, when I was, <clears throat> I guess like before that I was like really into, uh, I was in like, you know, like just like rap and shit. And like, that was my, um, like all of that stuff I was really big into. And then I kind of got into, um, like the, the punk stuff, uh, or like, I guess like more along lines of punk, like your sub 41 and, and that sort of thing. And then I moved to, I think I like got a sampler with like a slipknot song on it. And I was just like, Oh yeah. Like I only like heavy shit and like screaming and like all this stuff. And then, mm. and then when I found like the emo, like screamo kind of stuff, I was like, Oh, this is cool. It's like, it has both of like the genres that I kind of came from yeah. and they're just mixed. Like I like this. Um, and then, you know, from there it was just like, okay, like, I guess I, I enjoy, I re- like realized that at that point, like I kind of, it was like high school and stuff. It's like, all right, like I want like breakdowns and I want like, you know, breakdowns, like mosh parts, like fucking, you know, like heavy shit. And then, uh, and then now I, you know, now I like, I, I, when I'm in the gym, I listen to BTS. So it's like, you know, it's, it's always, it's always changing. It never, uh, it's, it's kind of just up in the air for me. I think it's, it's yeah. very, uh, whatever I feel in the moment. Yeah. No, that's cool. And it being, I mean, you're around heavy music so much that, I mean, it's pretty common mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, need a break from that too. So that, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, that's sweet. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's, that's huge as well. Like touring, uh, as much as we like did pre COVID and stuff and like just being at like heavy shows and like the, the breakdowns and everything. It's just like, shit, man. Like the, you know, it's like, fuck, I want, I want something like upbeat and like kind of catchy and stuff. You yeah. know, I'm sure if, if, it, if I was like the other way around, I'd probably be like, no, no, like only grindcore. That's it. But. <laughs> Which is so funny. Cause you know, like thinking of when you guys, or like when, you know, you start going to shows or, you know, you start playing, it's like, oh, this is the music I love. I want to be around this all the time. And then you are, and it's like, okay, I guess like with anything, you kind of get too much of it and then it just becomes kind of mundane or whatever. And Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, I still love it. I'll always love those records. Like those are the most important to me. Yeah, I just, you know, now I'm just like, I'm a little burnt out. Like how many different breakdowns can like, can somebody play on guitar? I'm like, uh, give me the fucking the thing that someone made on the computer like you know that's endless like let me fuck around with that but yeah it's yeah. uh it's weird but hey you know i'm i'm fucking weird so i'll yeah. take it hey yeah. we all are yeah so before i get into uh some of these questions here i just wanted to say that it's it's uh quite rare that during my time you know doing this podcast that i get to talk with bands where i've kind of somewhat been there since the start of the band i think maybe comeback kid yeah, might be the only sure. other band where where this is the case so that's pretty cool and yeah so why don't yeah, we definitely. kind of you know briefly touch on those early years you know you guys were were kind of just a local band opening for the band um, that i was playing in kind of 2007 ish yep. and uh, i mean to be honest many local bands just kind of get lost and forgotten as i'm sure you know oh, totally. so, so i apologize yeah. that i can't really remember like really specifics of, of seeing you guys kind of play for the first time, but I remember you being around and what I do remember, yeah. and that stands out as your drummer uh, because he took apart his drums really oddly. And so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would like unpack, yeah, was, uh... 
he'd like take the skins off and he'd put each drum like inside of the other drum and i was just like that looks like so much work like <laughs> i i on i forgot about that yeah that was like that was um that was before we like we didn't we weren't like really like touring we we're just kind of playing local but so yeah. it's like yeah like i'm pretty sure it was like he didn't really want to do like he didn't want to get like cases so he's just like oh yeah like what if i just like take the skin off my like bass drum and just like put the floor tom in there and then put like the rack tom in the floor tom and then i have a i have a i have a case for my snare um and then cymbals were just like wrapped in a towel and it was just like yeah it was was the most the most local like hey we're 16 and broke thing (laughs) i completely forgot about that so you brought it up that's so funny yeah i mean yeah there's nothing wrong with it i just always remember like talking with him or asking like what like that that's a different kind of choice but yeah when you, it, it oh, makes sense so funny. To do it, so. like seeing that and just being like hey what the hell are you doing <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah just like and our our mindset back then would have been like well how how else would we do this like what do you mean like cases like what oh yeah i'm oh i'm wealthy i forgot (laughs) yeah or it's got to fit in my car and this is the way to do it so exactly yeah it's the only way it'll fit in uh in my mom's like you know what was it uh dodge neon so yeah (laughs) that's awesome yeah what do you uh kind of remember about those earlier years like do you remember kind of what your hopes or aspirations were for the band (laughs) kind of starting out you know playing locally and just kind of how all that progressed yeah i think like um i mean when we started like we just uh when when we were all in high school like we kind of met uh through like going to shows and like friends of friends that they met at shows and so on and so forth and it was just like um that was kind of it like that was just like you know like this is the be all end all it's like the only thing i want to do is just like play shows and whether it was whether it like kind of stayed local or it was like you know we like we always used to talk about like man like we'll never be able to afford a band but like i hope that we can do a tour one day and like actually like go across canada you know and like that was but you know but at the same time we were just like but if it never happens like at least we'll you know we'll stick to doing stuff around here and and that was kind of it right like we just we just played like whatever shows we could around like hamilton or like gta southern ontario i guess like area and um yeah. And then eventually like the, the furthest place we've ever been or played a show, like those just got like greater and greater and greater and like just kind of moved outward, you know? And now it's like, it's odd to think that we were back then. It was just like, yeah, we're, we're just good to play like the Casbah or the underground, like once a month. And now it's like, you know, Oh, we have to like, we're do we're, we got to go to Japan and, you know, and like go to Australia and tour, Europe and everything and like the States, like we tour the States more than we tour anywhere else. And it's just like, you know, it's like, that was never really, um, like, I mean, like it was a goal, but you know, it wasn't like, Hey boys, like we got to go on tour. It was just like, no, we just want to have fun and, you know, make cool music that, that at least people around here, like, um, and it never really stopped moving, which is nice. Yeah. Well, I remember like coming out that way, and just being envious of of local bands around there, just with how many areas, like you know, in the greater Toronto area, how many spots there are that you can play within, you know, an hour or oh, two, sure. or you know, from from where I am, it was like six eight hours to the next kind of major yep. city, and so 
just remember thinking like, man, like that would be so awesome. Like such a good, which is why I think, you know, especially then, and I'm not exactly sure how it is now with kind of the local scene, but you know, why it was kind of so big and why so many bands were getting yeah. you know, good opportunities out there, you know, because there's lots of, for one, there's lots of big tours coming through to, you know, for more chances to open for, or just being exposed to more, you know, professional yeah. music versus out here where it was a bit more sparse. So for sure. And I, I think that that, that's, I think that's, that's the reason why, um, you know, you could play so many places. Cause I mean, like, like, yeah, I mean, Southern Ontario and stuff is like, yeah, like it's more dense there than probably anywhere else, like in any other like province in the country. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, I think that at that point, like people were just really excited about shows and like going to shows and, you know, and like, and that's why, like, I would, when I was in high school, like I was going to a local show every, like, you know, every other day, like at least like on a slow week, like I would, I would go to two yeah. shows, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and there was just like, oh, and, and the demand was there. So I think, you know, bands from our area, they just like, you're, you're exactly right. Like we did have it really easy because you could like, you could play Toronto and then play Hamilton and play London and then go to Guelph and then do like a Brantford show and then, you know, play Windsor and like, uh, you know, all these places uh, like Sarnia, like just, you know, cities that haven't, like, I haven't heard of a show happening there in years, but mm. they, you know, like the shows, the shows were happening and they were always like good. Cause kids were so excited. I mean, now, now it's like pretty scarce. You know what I mean? Like, I can't remember. I mean, I think, like really the only reason why we play Hamilton as often as we do, which at this point is like once, twice a year is just, I think because we can get away with it. Cause it's like, Oh shit. Like counterparts is playing Hamilton, you know, like most bands, like touring bands and stuff, like probably yeah. wouldn't play here. Whereas like back in those times, like, you know, crazy bands, like you'd see like Converge and Dillinger at mm. the underground or like my chemical romance would do an off day and play the underground. And like, you know, just huge bands that like now would probably never, never come through. Um, but we were definitely spoiled in, in that, in that regard. So there was just, there was so many shows happening and we would always find a way to go. And, you know, that's what kind of like just doing that so often and just seeing and like having so much fun and, you know, watching the bands like seemingly have a good time on stage. It was just like, all right, this is, like, I want to do this, like whatever this is, you know, for as long as I can do it before I go broke, like, I just want to do this. And yeah, luckily, luckily it worked. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I do remember getting uh, your first full length profits and kind of realizing who it was. I don't know if like, I went to uh, whatever website or MySpace or whatever it was when this came out and seeing the pictures and it was just like, oh, yeah. well, this is these guys? Like, I, I don't even yeah, remember like, where oh, I got that, the CD that's from. That's the drummer but... with, the weird, with the weird Yeah, but yeah. man, I was just like so blown away by how good it was and um, yeah, I just, I was kind of instantly a fan and I kind of felt like an idiot that I hadn't paid more attention, you know, oh, it's, just. It's like you said, I mean, it's, you know, if you guys were like on tour and stuff, it's like, it's so hard to, I mean, now at this point, like when we're on tour and everything, it's like, I'll go in the venue, like when the set starts, because yeah. I'm just, I'm either tour managing or I'm just like shot from being out you know like being on on the road for so long and yeah. so i don't i definitely don't blame you there but it's it's nice that 
you know, when it clicked for you, you were just like, oh yeah, these guys kick ass. Like that's really cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. For how, how many local bands we saw to see one actually get to a point where it's like, oh man, like these, there's actually potential here. You know, like yep. most local bands, they kind of stay local. You know, sure. It might be a handful, but um, yeah. So I mean, we'll necessarily get into all the details, kind of. Um, kind of over the years, but so you guys released profits on, on Verona and then how did the whole process of, of signing to victory go and kind of, how did that affect your band and kind of things you were able to do then? Uh, so like, so coming from Verona and stuff, like, I mean, that was, uh, I think Shane and like most of Silverstein and stuff, like they really just believed in the band. So the fact that Shane did that was, was awesome. And like, that's definitely what like gave, our career like a kick in the ass so we, we owe we owe him and the rest of silverstein for sure um and but yeah like then going to victory like i remember we had booked the studio with with jay moss in uh wherever it was like outside of boston and uh you know we had like secured the time and we're like yeah we're gonna go do this and um yeah and so we like we were just kind of like shopping around to to different labels and stuff like that and i'm pretty sure like paul from Silverstein was managing us at the time. Okay. And the, uh, and the victory thing came about and, you know, Silverstein was just like, yeah, I mean, probably shouldn't sign to victory. Like it's not bad, but it's not great. And like, that's, that's my uh, opinion on the label too. Like our time there, like it definitely wasn't bad. Like they gave us money and let us do shit, but you know, just kind of like dated, you know, they didn't really get it, but either way we, uh, so we, you know, we were shopping around to other labels and stuff. And I think that like being a Canadian band, I'm sure like you, you know, you know, this as well. Like it is pretty hard to kind of break out of Canada. Yeah. Um, whether it's, you know, the band is like too comfortable in Canada, they're already big and they don't want to like go back to like, you know, roughing it and yeah. opening tours and stuff, or just like, you know, people just don't, they're just like, Oh, Canada, like who cares? Like, it's almost as if like your location on MySpace, like if it said, somewhere anywhere in america it would like mean more than saying somewhere in canada and that's like that that is that's how it felt for us so but yeah i think that like a lot of u.s labels they were just kind of like no i mean it's a canadian band like i don't even know if they can like tour here like tour here like what's what the fuck is hamilton like i've never heard of that <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean just uh so that was really hard and really the only interest that we that we got label wise was from uh it was media scare and victory. Hmm. And so we had some friends on media scare, like hundredth and betrayal and volumes yeah. and stuff. And they just kind of, you know, they were like, yeah, it's not great. We ended up meeting with the guy who owned it. And we were just like, eh, like, I don't think this guy really gets what we're trying to do. And then, um, and the money was also fucking terrible. So then when we got the thing from victory, it was, you know, we kind of agreed. It's just like, all right, well, we're either like paying for this record out of pocket and none of us have money uh, or, you know, we're going to sign this victory deal and, and use them like, and have an actual recording budget. So everyone agreed like, all right, the deal, the deal wasn't bad. I think it was like one album and like two options or something. Okay. Um, and then, so we, we did, we signed it, we went to, we did current and then, yeah, I mean like just like the distribution alone, um, like I will say, like I, I think Victory tried, like they they tried to push us, but I again going back to what I said, it was just kind of a dated approach. Like I remember when we did uh, like a the release tour for that album, they were like trying to get us to 
do like in-store signings and shit. And it was like, dude, we've never played this city before. And also it's like Walmart in-store signings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just like, who the fuck is like, who's going to an in-store signing for a band they've never heard of? Like what year do you think this is? You know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, they tried, uh, you know, they tried to, to give us that push, but a lot of it I think just came from, it was, it was nice to have to know that our record was like in stores yeah, for sure. in the States. Um, you know, and we, and we were just so hell bent on touring that we were just always around. Like we, you know, we'd play the same city like twice in one month and, you know, and it would be like in the Midwest in the States or something just like so weird, but it, it helped it, like it helped having kids, you know, like talking about us and they'd be like, Oh shit. Like that band's actually cool. Like I didn't end up getting a CD, but I can go to like FYE or whatever and like go yeah. pick one up. <clears throat> and I think that that's really what, what opened us up to a lot of people outside of Canada. Um, yeah. And, you know, and then from there, yeah, we just kept, we just kept at it. I think we did, we only did the two records on victory, but still, um, okay. but yeah. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. like what some of those first tours were like down the States? Like, was it very clear, you know, in those first tours, like, okay, we're a new band where we really got to push this or was there already some kind of interest just because of the label affiliation and promotion? Um, so I, I would say like there was, there was some interest. Like, so the first time we did the States, like it was before um, current came out and uh, we only had profits at that time, but I was also pretty like, I downloaded like all like every record I got from this website called it leaked. And oh, yeah. I remember like, and it, it had everything It had like the homepage with like the album covers and like for fans of and all that shit. So I remember when we put, uh, I like submitted as like profits to, uh, to someone who like was an at like a administrator or whatever, like on yeah. that, um, on the site. And he ended up being from Hamilton Oh wow! And I was and, yeah, and I was like, "Yo, like, throw this up. Let's see." And I and just from that, like, the album cover with like for fans of like Shy Halud, Misery Signals, you know, Means, Poison, like that stuff, whatever. Uh, that like it, it ended up getting like a lot of downloads on it leaked, and you know, I think the first time we toured the states, like there, like it wasn't crazy interest, but there still was interest um, in the band, like more than I, you know, at least a couple like a couple kids every night knew who we were, which was yeah. already like leagues ahead of what we thought was going to happen. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, since, since then I've, I've leaked every record we've ever done. <laughs> so, yeah, well, there's yeah definitely bonus things <clears throat> to that. I mean, I kind of wish that had been around, you know, earlier on, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah there's pros and sure, cons yeah. to both of those things, but yeah, yeah, let's let's get into uh, some of these songs that you picked here. So the first song sure. is off of the band's third album, "The Difference Between Hell and Home," which was released on July twenty fourth, two thousand thirteen. <laughs> this album brought some member changes. You know, was this new to the band at that point, or was this something that kind of had already happened? You know, from previous albums. Um, it. I think. I want to say like, profits and current had the same lineup and then Helen home was, yeah, it was the first. Was it? Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. So like, a, like a couple, like we had, um, we had like a, like a couple different drummers and that was like the last thing Alex did before he left. Um, we were kind of, 
you know, we were not used to it, but I guess, I guess you could say it was like foreshadowing because now, now it's like we have a new, every time we do a record, the lineup's different. So. Yeah. And where did you find new members from? Like, was the pressure on you or how kind of who took responsibility for that? Uh, yeah. I mean, for the most part, like we would not, maybe not me necessarily, but you know, as a band, like we would just, you know, we would just talk about like, okay, like, uh, this guy was in a different local band and he's pretty good. Like let's jam with him and see if he's good. And, you know, I remember when we switched for profits, like our original guitar player before Alex, um, I remember like we, we had people like straight up like audition, like come mm. to Eric's house and like, all right, we're going to play like, let's try and play like isolation. And they would just like blow it. And it was like so bad. And we were just like, yo, we're <laughs> fucked. Like, Oh man, you should have made some videos of that. I know. Fuck. I wish <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do, man. Like this is scary, but, but, uh, but yeah, we always, for some reason. And I mean, even still to this day, like everything always kind of works out yeah. with, with members and stuff, you know, it's like, you know, like we just like, uh, Blake's no longer in the band and we have Jesse back. And like shortly before then, like Adrian left and Alex is back. So it's like now we, you know, we went from me being the only original member to now having, three original members you know what i mean so it's like it's it all works out in the end it's weird but yeah how, how does that come about that guys come back like they just needed a break or they you know were at a time in their life where they just couldn't commit to it and now they can or how did, i'm yeah, always think, i'm always intrigued by that like is it like oh, okay now the band's doing really well like maybe it's more viable to you know to commit to this or whatever yeah i think i i think that's that's a big part of it also like um with us like i think it's 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 unique well with us just because like so when you know like when uh when alex left like he always kept writing same thing with jesse so it's like you know they were always around like alex like when we did um nothing left to love like our last record it was it was uh blake and adrian on guitar but like alex and jesse were both in this like we flew them to new jersey and they were just in the studio with us um you know so they were always around i think what it came down to is just like i don't like it was them being like i don't like touring like i don't like being gone for so long especially if i'm not you know making enough money to live and then i think now it's at a point where you were like no okay we can kind of like we don't have to take every tour that comes our way we can kind of pick and choose and you know at the very least we know like all right like we'll like we're getting paid decently well on this run and that sort of thing. Like it'll be comfortable, you know, we're not sleeping on floors anymore. So it kind of, it does kind of just like come down to me being like, you know, like messaging Jesse and just being like, yo, come back, please. Like you want to just fucking come back. And he's like, yeah, (laughs) like I'll, I'll check it out. You know, like let, let me do a couple tours and see, see if I like it. And I'm like, cool. That's, that's fine. If you still hate it after all these years, I'm not going to, I'm not going to beg you to stay, but, yeah you know try it out see if you like it and like same thing happened with alex and you know it's just it's pretty weird how it how it works out like that but yeah well, but yeah at this point i'm like i'm shocked when people are surprised that we have new members i'm just like of course we fucking do like yeah you know obviously well the nice thing about guys coming back is you have a history you know them you know like you know exactly. how, to, how to live with them and tight quarters yeah. and whatever and so for yeah, sure. that's that works out great. I think that's pretty unique. I don't know many other bands where, you know, sometimes you know, like one guy might come back, but it's not necessarily as revolving as that. So that's yeah, cool definitely. You guys yeah, figured that yeah. Out. And and you'll see, you know, like you'll see uh, bands, you know, like they'll do their 
um, their like reunion tour or something, or it's like, oh, we're doing this tour with the original lineup right. and that sort of thing. But it's, I think it's rare that bands are like, oh no, like we have, I mean, for us, it's like, we have the original song, like at this point now, it's like we have ev- like the original songwriters for the band, myself included. And we have like the best drummer and best bassist that we've ever had. So it's just like, this is just the best lineup. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, yo. And, and I, like, I get, I understand when people are skeptical or they're a little worried and they're like, you know, Oh fuck. Like I really liked his writing and he's gone. What's going to happen. But for this, I'm just like, bro, like you literally can't get any better than that. Like, yeah. Alex and Jesse writing together again um, with Will Putney. It's just like, all right, well, Will's got a fucking Grammy. Yeah. So I think we'll be okay. Yeah. But, you know what I well, mean? Well, yeah. And you guys have been so consistent now for, you know, all, however many, you know, six, seven albums. And so. Yeah. This, is, know, this is the seventh. Yeah. So you've got a good track record. It's not like, you know, you had two good ones and then two bomb ones and whatever. So. Exactly. Yeah, that yeah. plays to it, but yeah. So album three means you know by now you'd gain some experience in touring and songwriting. Yeah. So do you remember kind of what you were hoping to accomplish um, on this album? The difference between Hell and Home and kind of how what was the process like? Um, so I think I think that one for us it was uh, um, really the only thing that we kind of that we knew we wanted to do was um, I mean our our sound has stayed pretty consistent across every record, and it's like you know with like we we very much have the mentality like the if it's not broke don't fix it type thing you know it's like no i mean people like us so we're not gonna maybe we'll do like some different shit but like nothing crazy um but with uh like our big thing is like we went to will um like i mean we like the first one you did with will yes yeah yeah so this is this this was our first time going to will and um you know we like we just loved like at first it was like all right we just love the all the way like the way all of his records sound like we were going through shit being like oh man like this record sounds awesome like oh it's a will putney record like oh fuck this one too oh that will putney did that one too and, you know and it just it just made sense and i think structures had recorded with him yeah like just shortly before we did and they were talking about it and like how you know how good he was to work with and everything and we were just like yeah this is a no-brainer like we're just gonna you know we're gonna do this so so we went there and the pro i think like my biggest issue with profits is it's it almost sounds like too fake where it's like it's a lot of it's like heavily edited and like pretty like computerized you know what i mean so then when we went and did current we wanted the exact opposite but then it was like too like rough and raw so we were just like god damn it like we gotta we we gotta land somewhere in the middle here like right. it has to be you know we don't want it to sound fake and like overproduced but like it still has to be good like it yeah. has to kick ass so that's you know so we we went with will um yeah and then and since then it's like i haven't you know i haven't like i haven't done a record with anyone since like i'm in a band with will it's like you know I don't think we could go anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, that kind of goes to show like how hard it clicked when we went and did Helen home. It was just like, all right. Like I, I remember leaving just being like, all right, like see you when we do the next one. And yep. he's like, yep, let's go. I'll be here. Well, that's yeah. It's such a help when you find someone like that. Cause sometimes, you know, even with, with means I've talked a bit about our second album where we kind of branched off and went to someone we didn't know, just kind of like hoping yep. and it didn't, quite click and then it's like well it's too late now right and so it's 
kind of that downside. It can either turn out really good or not so great. And so if you do find... I will say the second record is the better record. Of yours? No, yours. (laughs) No, me. Not production-wise. It's No, no, but I think the songs... And I listen to that one more, I will say. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I still love that album, and I like the songs. It just... The experience was weird, and yeah, I mean, we don't necessarily need to get into that, but just... Yeah, the importance of when you find that person that, like you said, understands the band, the direction, you know, can can aid with songwriting or giving yeah, ideas sure. and stuff. Like, it's just, it's such a crucial thing that I don't oh, think, yeah. you know, a lot of times, you know, people are just like, oh, are you going to go to this guy or that guy? Like, kind of more based on, you know, notoriety or what they've done, where it's sure. like, you know, maybe maybe that, maybe that works, you know, for like huge rock bands or whatever, but... You yeah, know, or, bands or even and... bands that do want to change up their sound or like try something new. Like I get that. I yeah. think with us though, it's just like, no, like I mean, we'll do some different stuff, like try some shit here and there. But for the most part, it's like we know what our songs are supposed to be and what they're supposed to sound like. So it's just like I'm not gonna fuck with it. You know what I mean? Like, like yes, you can. Like, there's millions of examples of bands that like try something new and branch out, and it like then their band is like massive and they're the biggest band in the world. But right. there's also like for every one of those, there's like 10 bands that do that and it fails. So I'm just like, I'm not taking that risk because yeah. I don't want to have to go work at Best Buy. So, but yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it, we're, we're very lucky that we kind of got like partnered up with Will when we did. Cause now it's, you know, we've had like, like other people have hit me up being like, Oh, you know, like I, like this guy, like would do any, like he said he would do anything to do your next record. And I'm just like, okay, uh, do it for free and we'll think about it. <laughs> like, otherwise <laughs> we're just going to will. Cause yeah. you know, cause I, yeah, don't, like I said, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I'm just yeah. like, nah, we're good. We got a good thing going. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, the first song off the song that you picked the song ghost. Yeah. 
this is a pretty intense and emotional song, you know, especially lyrically. Yeah. It kind of gathers, it's, you know, about death or losing someone. And how yeah. do you kind of wrestle through lyrics like this and maybe kind of go into why this song is meaningful to you? Uh, this one was, I mean, I think like with, uh, like, I mean, starting with Helen home, uh, or no, I mean, I guess, I guess current, like beforehand, it was a little like when we did profits and stuff, it was like kind of all on, like on the positive side and just like, yeah, my life sucks, but I think it'll get better. And then with current, it was just like, uh, it, I mean, this is pretty bad, right? Like, I hope it gets better. And then I think for on uh, Helen home, it was just like, nah, like this is probably just where I'm at forever. So I'm mm. just going to deal with it and talk about it. And, um, you know, for me, like lyrics have always been there, like writing in general has always just been, that's kind of been my only outlet. Like I play some instruments and stuff, but it's never, you know, it's not enough to like, I have something that I want to say or like, or convey or whatever. Um, but with words, I could always do that. So I always kind of like fell back on, on lyrics and stuff, but, but, uh, you know, this song specifically, it was, uh, it was rough. I remember, um, that so like in this time it was like right around the time that my grand like my grandfather uh we re the family realized that like he had alzheimer's and that was mm -hmm. kind of like right as he, like shit was like his mind was starting to go you know what i mean and up until that point i had never really i don't even think like i really went to like a funeral or like lost anyone in my family and shit and it was just that that concept was like foreign to me and and like while my my like my grandpa was still alive but you know like he like would like wouldn't know who i was and stuff like yeah. he would like he kind of know my mom and shit but he was just like starting to lose it and like he wouldn't know me or my brother and everything and i think that at that time like that was hard for me because it was sort of the first time i was experiencing it and and so i ended up writing you know writing ghost about that and about you know just yeah just how it's how it's wild to see like go from seeing somebody every day of your life and you know uh them being around as and and looking after you as much as your parents to just like this person straight up doesn't know who i am you know what i mean yeah um but yeah it was uh that was a it was a tough one to kind of wrestle with and i mean you know up and even up until he like until he died we it was really uh you know, I don't want to say that like I I didn't bother with it, but I think like the idea of it, like you know, it was in a weird way, it was almost harder for me to like talk to him and see in his eyes like him. He's thinking in his head like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, who's yeah. this fucking loser? Uh, then it would be for him to like actually be gone, you know. And I think that that's kind of what I was trying to say with that one. And it was you know just just a I I guess. Uh, just a way to like sort of preserve that and just be like, Hey, like, I know, I know you're not like who you were anymore, but you know, I still love you. Yeah. You know, do you find it hard to like to convey those thoughts and emotions through lyrics or is that a good outlet? Just knowing, I mean, for one, you can scream them, you know, you can be angry if you want, or, you know, yeah. kind of, does that help to kind of piece all that together? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I think, um, without like, without having like the band or like maybe not necessarily lyrics, but like writing and stuff. Like if, I guess if I didn't care so much about that, I probably would have no way of sort of like dealing with these things. And I would just kind of like put them out of my mind. And I think that with the band, like 
at this point now it's like, you know, every couple of years we go to the studio and I like sit there and pull my hair out. And I do find it pretty easy for me to like, to put my thoughts into words. And like, you know, even if it is, even if it is like depressing or angry or just like, or, or stupid for that matter, you know what I mean? Like, even if it can like, you know, it's like, oh yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Like, I'll probably might have cops like showing up at my house, but, uh, but you know, I've, it, it's always been really easy for me to kind of, uh, express myself in that way. And I think that that in itself is like why I'm not miserable all the time, you know? Cause it's yeah. like, cool. Like I, I get my, I get my little outlet. I get to, you know, I get to like sort of give it life and, and acknowledge it and deal with it. And then it's like, all right, now I'm back to normal. Like I said, I said what I had to say and I'm done now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, it's great to have, have an outlet like that. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm very fortunate to have one for sure. So the, the second song you picked is also off of this album, the song DK. middle of the record it definitely has a yep. different feel to it you know it's kind of more spoken For word sure. lyrically and the song builds into yep. this really nice kind of more atmospheric vibe to it but you know it still has this really good intensity and urgency to the song so yeah i'd love to hear yep. how this song came together and why it's impactful to you yeah yeah so like the reason the reason i picked this one is like i mean lyrically it's um yeah it's it's pretty like it's pretty classic counterparts shit at this point but um, the way this song kind of came out was um, we had never planned to have like an interlude or anything on the record. And I think one night, like Alex and Jesse were just kind of up 
like noodling on the guitar and just kind of messing around. And they came up with this. And uh, originally I had wanted to use, so like this time, I guess around like 2013 ish, um, I was going through my like weird movie phase where it was like, yeah, I'm watching like, you know, that that's like when I got into like Twin Peaks and, you know, and like all that like avant-garde type stuff. Okay. Um, and so I remember watching this movie, the Holy mountain, which is like, I can't even really tell you what it's about. I, it's just fucked. It's just like an acid trip or whatever. But, um, but there's a, there's like a, there's a scene in the movie where the main character or like a director, whatever, like he, he directed it and he's also in it. Um, he, he says something like, uh, you know, like the, like the grave, like, uh, like gives you new life or something. And, you know, like, oh, like we're like we're flower, like we're born and died and like we're in the ground and we become flowers and like look at like that sort of thing. And so I wanted to use that as like a sample for the song. Um, and it's like it's like long enough and it would have fit. But then I remember giving it to Will and we were like trying to mess with it and like alter it enough to like not get sued, but also, you know, to make it sound cool. And uh, and there's there was music in the background and we couldn't get rid of it. Like mm. it was like, we couldn't get rid of it without messing up the, like the talking, like, like, like the, the, the words he's actually saying. Um, and, and we, you know, like we'll, we'll try you know, he did his fucking producer tricks on it and stuff, but we literally couldn't get it out and it just sounded like shit. So Will was just like, why don't you just write, like, why don't you just like take that and just like write a song about this mm. and just like make, like make it your own thing you know yeah. and i was like oh yeah okay i'll try that and then you know and because because the song is kind of like like f- like free formed and like you know like it's 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 slow like there's not really any structure to it it just kind of happens um i think that's why i i took a more like spoken word type vibe and and it was really weird for us but i mean still to this day that that is one of my favorite counterpart songs, you know, um, like, like I said, lyrically, it's, it's pretty standard, uh, in terms of the shit that I write about, but it's, it is very like, you know, uh, I, I'm so glad that we couldn't use the, just the sample from the movie because then, you know, I had, then I, I literally had nothing to do with the song. It's like, I found the sample. I said, it's from, you know, one hour and two minutes to like one hour and four and just put it in there. And then instead I had to, I guess like, again, like think outside the box and try something new and that's what came of it. And I'm, I'm stoked that, you know, I, I'm, yeah, I'm stoked that it didn't, it didn't end up working out the way I wanted it to because I think it's better now. Yeah. Well, it's cool to put your own take on something, you know, you know, it's some, sometimes it's cool to kind of share clips or whatever, but for something, you know, maybe this specific, you know, it wasn't just, you know, a five second clip that, you know, a lot of punk bands or whatever use, right? If it's kind of this whole yeah. idea, then it's, it's enough to kind of inspire you to like, okay, how can I take this and make it something a little bit unique? And yeah, it stands out because yeah, it does sound a bit different and um, yeah, it's a really cool way. I mean, to break up the album in the middle and just adds that different yeah, sure. dynamic. So that's awesome. Yeah, so the band's, uh, so moving on, the band's fifth album, You're Not You Anymore, was released on September 22nd, 2017. <clears throat> so you now finished with Victory and signed with Pure Noise. How did uh, that relationship yeah. come about? 
Um, so we, so the, the album before it, like, like, uh, tragedy, that was actually our first like pure noise release, but, um, okay, yeah, that's right. we, we ended up, uh, we ended up meeting, I think like we, we were just kind of, we were still on victory. It was like, we did, ha- uh, we did Helen home and we were just touring with a lot of pure noise bands. And, uh, you know, anytime we were in California, uh, all, you know, all the bands would be on tour with that were on pure noise or like, oh, we're staying at like the office, um, you know, Jake's got a bunch of food. Like he, he said, you guys can come if you want. And I always thought that that was really cool. You know, even though we weren't on his label or like, I don't know if he even knew the band, but he was just like, nah, I mean, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to have every band here, but them like fucking bring them. They're cool. Like, you know, whatever. Uh, and so we met Jake and kind of stayed in contact and, you know, he was always really cool to us. And when it came time for us to leave victory, um, we already kind of knew, like okay and and this this was this was like right when pure noise was was like really like starting to you know go nuts it was like you know like story so far was was huge and we toured with state champs and like they opened they played before us on the tour and then like their next record they were like twice the size of us you know what yeah. i mean like they would have been headlining so um so that was cool and and they didn't really have a lot of like heavier bands back then um like you know metalcore stuff like it, it was definitely more in like the the pop punk world yeah. i guess or like indie sort of thing so um so yeah we just uh i, I always thought that that might be like a, a pretty cool spot for us and then also like we would stand out because it's like yeah they're like the heavy band that pure noise sign you know so we wanted to kind of do that and and keep that like that line open so as soon as we were done with victory I remember we reached out to pure noise and Jake was just like, yeah, okay. Like I'm down. Like, let me, uh, let me get a contract drawn up. And yeah, so we awesome. did. And it was like, I feel bad. Cause it's like, and I mean, obviously it's because like we'd already done it with, with victory and shit, you know, but like, that was, it has, that has to be like the easiest band getting signed story ever. It's yeah. like fucking uh, an email. Like, Hey, we're going to go record in a couple months you want to put it out yeah all right and it's just like oh cool thanks <laughs> and that was it was you know it was so uh, i feel bad saying it but it was simple <laughs> like it was just really easy yeah. um well and you then, guys had kind of proved and, yourself by then too so it's not like he was taking you know a complete gamble or something that's that's true yeah yeah you know it's not like we were it was our first record and it's like oh yeah like you want to give us a bunch of money and hope you get it back like we had already we were already doing doing okay um but yeah, but yeah, it's, and like, you know, like I said before with Will too, like I, I feel the same kind of way about Pure Noise where it's like, you know, like I, I, like, I love the label. I like working with them. They give us like, they let us do whatever the hell we want and still give us like crazy money for album budgets and shit. So it's like, yeah, I guess like we will stay at that label, you know, unless some fucking crazy label is like, Hey, I will give each of you, a, we'll give you a million dollars each if you sign. And then it's like, all right, yeah, fuck it. I'm uh, whatever. I don't <laughs> care if the record sucks. I'm retiring. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we, we were in a good spot. Yeah. And yeah, I'm glad that it worked out. So five full lengths is pretty impressive. And, you know, it's a lot more than many bands get to achieve. So what were some of your yeah. kind of biggest, you know, moments or takeaways or regrets, you know, kind of since getting into it in, you know, 2010, 11? I think, uh, I think the biggest thing for me is 
I feel like we have too many records and that kind of like that pisses me off a little bit. And I know that it's because, you know, we started in high school. So we were just like, just pumping them out. But now when I look back on it, it's like, we're, we're here right now recording album seven. And I'm just like, dude, that is, I don't know. I don't have any more words to say. I like, don't remember my own lyrics. It's just like, there are so many, like there are so many songs. Mm. And I, I wish that we, for, for all the other records, I wish that maybe instead of like every two years we did like, you know, every three or at least like, you know, or just like kind of rode them out until it was like, all right, like people are getting bored. Like now let's do a new record because right. I, you know, the, the every two year thing, like that's just the way it's worked. But, you know, then you, you see some bands where it's like, yeah, they're, you know, their entire career was like, you know, they were a band for 15, 20 years and they had four albums. I'm like, fuck, dude, I wish I could do that. That'd be sick. <laughs> But well, yeah, it's such a weird balance because you want to put enough new music out to keep people interested, but not so much that it's oversaturated. But I mean, there's no way to really know one way or the other. And that's pretty standard for kind of this music scene to release every two years. But yeah, it is a lot when you're you know, trying to cover lots of ground touring and, you know, then you have exactly. to find time to write and record and be original. Yep. And yeah, like you said, still find things to say. And so, yeah. It's, yeah, it's I'm I, I'm definitely struggling with that right now where i'm just like you know i'll like be sitting there writing and i'll come up with a cool line and i'm like i said that three albums ago so i guess i'll start over and yeah. you know and just and 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 now it's like I, I also like i also write the lyrics for end too so it's just like fuck man like uh, what am i you know it's like that's that's i this is the seventh counterparts record and i've done two eps in a in a full length with end and it's just like god damn it man like i'm the dictionary i'm almost at the end of the dictionary you know yeah. <laughs> but but uh but you know it's not it's not bad some I, I always say this and then i end up being happy with the lyrics i do right so yeah you know. well it must be a weird balance between you as the writer versus you know me us as the listener because like how many listeners are gonna pick up on like did he say that line like i don't i don't know like even for bands where i know their albums inside out I don't know if yeah. I would ever pick up and be like, oh, he already said something like that. I'm just like, well, the English language, like we're always saying the same stuff no matter exactly. what. So why, yeah. you know, obviously you don't want to repeat the exact same lines, but we only For have sure. so many and different types of thoughts and whatever. So Yeah, it's definitely a, a me thing. Like I don't think they're, unless like, and something I do all the time, like I, I will like reference old lines like on purpose and be like, you know, like I'll pick a line from an, like an, old, an older record and change it or twist it or like put a new spin on it. And I do that all the time. Um, and that's intentional. And even that, like, I feel like a lot of our listeners don't pick up on. So it's like, I don't think they're going to pick up on it if it's like an honest mistake, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But, but yeah, that's, that's definitely just a me thing. It's like me being like, I can't too close to something else. I said, I, I gotta be, I gotta be the fucking smart guy, but yeah. Well, it's, it's fair. Yeah. I mean, it's your world. You're the writer, right? So it's, it's on yeah. your mind the yeah, most. Exactly. So it's, you know, that's going to be a normal thing, but any, so like at this point, like any kind of standout tour opportunities, I was like kind of um, hearing, I, I remember um, like even the first time seeing you guys touring, I think it was uh, maybe Europe with August Burns Red and just thinking like, yeah, Oh yeah, that, man, that, like yeah. that's an amazing, like I was so, so pumped for you guys. And yeah, that, uh, so that, that was like pretty, uh, I think like, I think we did that like right after we, like right after we recorded 
it was right after or right before i can't remember the timeline but right before we did uh before we did um i guess tragedy um but yeah yeah i mean that that was huge like that was like the biggest tour that we had done at that time um it fuck it sucked for us it was terrible <laughs> like opening opening those shows was just not sick uh but you know but still cool that you know, ABR was just like, yeah, this band's pretty sick. Like, let's bring them out. Like, you know, I'll always be thankful to them for that. Uh, but yeah, those kids like did not really, didn't really give a shit. But, but right after Hell and Home, like those, like that was kind of the first time we did, we had done, you know, Europe and the UK. And then we went and did, we did Australia with In Hearts Wake. And, you know, I think we went to Japan in like 2014. So it's like, that sort of, that was around the time where we actually, it was just like, okay, this isn't just like, canada and states anymore like we're actually touring all over the world and that and that was really cool yeah that's awesome yeah did you find any kind of pressure with this album i mean you kind of talked a little bit about you know even like writer's block or lyrics but how did they what was the creative process like for for these songs um for so for i guess like um or wait which which one are we talking you're not you or or tragedy i think yeah yeah you're not you anymore yeah 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 so i mean that one was uh it was like the, I mean, the process was, was pretty similar. That was the first record that we did without Jesse. Um, and he was always like the primary songwriter of the band. So okay. that was, um, that was pretty, like pretty hard to deal with. Um, we ended like uh, Blake joined the band and I mean, he did like a, he did a fantastic job, like, you know, taking over the writing and stuff. And we also did have Alex, um, who's now in the band again, like writing on that record as well. Um, but, you know, I think we were pretty confident in, in what we were going to like, you know, in what we had written and how the album turned out. But obviously, you know, everybody that had been a fan of the band for a long time was just like, okay, they lost their primary songwriter. Like, how the fuck is this going to, like, how's this going to go? Like, mm-hmm. is this album going to suck? And then obviously we put it out and it's just like, oh shit, like that was our, you know, probably our most like, uh, well, maybe not not the most because like our albums seem to just do better than the ones before them. It's just like it's pretty constant. Yeah. Uh, everyone like sells a little bit more and like the songs go over a little bit better. Um, but yeah, it was really, it was really satisfying for me to shut up, like to shut these kids up because you know what I mean. Everyone was going like, nah, they're done. Like. This album's gonna suck, and then we put it out, and like everybody's going on about how it's the best album we've ever done. And it's just like, yeah, Blake fucking killed it writing, and it's just like, see, like, do you think I would put out a record that was bad? Like, do you think I'd want to do that? Like, yeah. I don't have to do that. I'll just quit. I don't fucking care, you know. Yeah. But that was that was really satisfying to be able to kind of just just kind of flip everybody off and be like, I told you, like, you know. I care more about the band than you do. Trust me. And I'm not going to let it be bad. So don't worry. And then since then, I think anytime we've had member changes or anything like that, I think, I think people are just like, nah, they know what they're doing. They'll be fine. I don't care about this anymore. And it's just like, yeah, you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good to have that confidence and just, yeah, for people to see that, you know, because again, it's hard as a listener, right? You get all these, you know, thoughts in your head or all these different things, you know, assumptions. And so you kind of then put it on the band without really even giving them a chance to show, you know, what they're made of really. Right. So, 
Yeah. yeah so the, the song you picked off of this one is a song Thieves. This one yeah. is kind of in the middle of the album. This is a very yeah. heavy song musically and quite an angry song lyrically. Um, yeah, definitely. What's uh, yeah? Well, what's this one about? Yeah, so this one, I mean, without getting like too crazy in, in depth with details sure. and stuff, but this one, even even still, like, I mean, I think I think it might be. It's probably like one of the angriest songs we have. Definitely like the the most angry like I've been. Um, but yeah, just, you know, this was kind of the first, this was like one of the first ones where it's just like, you know, like I I've, I've, guess I've used lines where it's like, you know, like, oh, like I, I hope something bad happens to you or like, I hope, you know, or like, oh, maybe you'll get sick and die and shit like that. And this was the first time I actually, like, I was angry enough to like write, like, I'm going to strangle you to death, like myself, like I'm going to do this to you. You know what I mean? And I was... I was pretty worried about how, um, about how that would be like received, I guess. Um, because for the most part, it's just like, oh no, like I'm mad at me. And, and I like, you know, and then this one is like thieves, like specifically was me saying like, you know, and it's, and it's a song about uh, like a good friend of mine, uh, you know, dealing with a bunch of shit and getting hurt by somebody. And it's just like, okay, like it was the first time I kind of, I guess, felt confident enough to make a threat you know what i mean like at, like like uh in a weird way um make a threat is on in such a public forum where i mean i don't know they might not know like the person might not know that i'm talking right. about them but but you know and and it felt it felt really good in a weird way where it's like you know like i, I guess yeah at the end of the day like i'm like i i won't do anything crazy but but you know what i mean it's just like it felt good to get that off my chest and just be like, I, I literally want to kill you. Yeah. Um, and, but you know, uh, because up until then it was just like, Oh no, I want to kill myself instead. Mm. You know what I mean? So it was cool to kind of flip that, but, uh, but yeah. And then that song specifically, I think like, you know, when we would play it live and stuff and I would kind of like, kind of allude to the, to what it was about and everything without naming names and, you know, kind of putting, I guess like, Exp- like exposing uh, somebody for trauma that they've been through without their permission. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, uh, they like, they related to that too. And they were just like people that have went through 
you know, what the song is about, like they know. And I think that, you know, as, as shitty as it is, like, I think it's cool to, you know, I just wanted to kind of like validate those people and just say like, Hey, you know what I mean? Like you don't deserve this at all. And one day the people responsible for it will, they'll get, they'll get what's coming to them. Mm. And I've had, that song specifically, like a lot of people have come up to me after shows and we've talked about it and it's been, you know, it's been very clear that like, they know exactly what I'm trying to say. And right. they're like, thank you. Thank you for saying something. And thank you for writing about this. And like, that made me feel good because at the time I was just like, you know, somebody hurt my friend and I want, and I want to, I want to hurt him back. And then it was just like, Oh no. Like I kind of like such a wide like amount of our fan base has went through something similar and it's just like, yeah, okay. Like now, like that one's for you guys. Cause yeah. you know, but yeah, well, yeah, it's interesting how, you know, dark imagery can sometimes almost, you know, lift a heaviness, right. When you just kind of, yeah. You know, when bring people together, you know, like yeah. in an odd way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The next one is um, off of the private rooms by counterparts, which was released September yeah. 7, 2018. So I don't actually know a whole lot about this EP. Um, so why don't you kind of share the idea behind these songs and this release? Um. So, so this one, uh, I mean, it, it's uh it's just, it is a B side EP. So it was just um, oh, okay. when we did, um, when we did you're not you, we had two B sides from that. And then when we did tragedy before it, we had this song monument and uh, we did it and we recorded it and it, you know, like for whatever reason, we were just kind of like, I don't know, like this one just is weird. Like it doesn't really fit the rest of the record. So like, let's just hang on to it. And so we did, and we like, didn't really know what, what we were going to do with it. But then when we had two for like two B sides for uh, you're not you, we were like, yo, let's just put monument on there. Like who cares? And the idea, like, like it's called private room because when we went to Japan for the first time, like we got really into like private room karaoke where like you rent a room for a couple hours and it's like just your friends behind closed doors and you can just like sing whatever you want. And like when you're in Japan, like you can do whatever you want. Like I would like be on the table, like smoking a cigarette inside singing fucking simple plan. You know what I mean? It's (laughs) just, and there's no rules. And then people will come in and like laugh and ask what I want to like, take my drink, like waitresses and stuff. Uh, so we like we ended up going to so many and we were just like fuck dude like this is this is so funny the cover is is from we went to a karaoke like we went to a private room karaoke in Japan and we were there for so long that we they said like yo like there's people waiting you have to go we're like no no we'll like we'll pay for more and they're like no no like you're at the limit you have to leave and on our way out we found a room with a guy just sleeping in it so that photo is like of an actual guy <laughs> oh, awesome. asleep in because I guess I guess it's like it's cheaper than a hotel and people would just like rent the room and close the door and just go to bed and we were like <laughs> laughing weird. about it and like I feel I feel bad about it now it's pretty rude but but you know so the, this whole idea of like private room and shit is just like you know it's just it's it's like a blanket term for shit that you do with your friends like just mm-hmm. like yeah it doesn't matter like no rules I'm just like kicking it with my friends and having fun. And so the B side, it's like, you know, here's a bunch of B sides that like didn't make the record, but you know, they don't suck bad enough where I don't want you guys to hear it. And you guys are our friends. So here's, here's private room, you know?
Monument specifically, um, to be fair, it's like really the only one I like on that EP. Okay. But uh, um, Monument is like that's that. So with uh, going back to like the tragedy thing and stuff and like writer's block and everything like that song is about my writer's blocks, like my writer's block specifically. Like there's lines that are like, you know, fold me in half, like the blank pages that taunt me to my face, like, you know, that sort of thing. Like it's literally about me. It was the last song I wrote for for tragedy and i was just like i'm tapped i don't feel anything anymore i have nothing to say so this is like so i'm telling you that like that's my final thing and uh you know and we did it and it was just like you know didn't really think anything of it we sat on it for three years we just had this song and it was just like yeah maybe we'll do something with it one day so we put private room out and like now monument like we're probably gonna play that song every night like for the rest of our career yeah it's yeah. like it's it's so weird how you know we all collectively were just like nah this song's weird like i don't really like it and it's just like oh it's it's like one of our top songs on streaming services like it has the most plays it gets like a crazy reaction live it's just like shit like this that's that song goes over better than like you know singles that we have yeah. you know and it, and it was and it, we were gonna just hit delete you know so i always I always think that like I always thought that that was cool how that how that like ended up working out. Yeah, well I feel like this song kind of has a lot of different, you know, types of parts to it, you know, like it's you know, it's heavy, melodic, yeah. kind of there's like technical parts, you know, like fast little parts yeah. and heavy and but you know, it it still is pretty a linear, of, like doesn't yeah. really have structure but like it makes sense. Like there's not like a verse and chorus and stuff like right. that. It just it just, but it somehow it like still, you know, it's like okay, this is you know, I get it. Like I, under, like I know I can kind of tell where the song is going, but yeah, yeah, it's wild. Well, that's yeah, that's cool when a song connects with fans that maybe you didn't, you know, really think it would. Or like you said, you weren't even gonna necessarily release it, then you do, and so that's what's cool about music, right? You never really know what's going to to stand out. Exactly. So it's it's usually worth taking a risk. You know, I'm sure sometimes it blows up in your face, yeah. but you know, totally. So, yeah, this last song um, comes off your sixth and latest studio album, Nothing Left to Love, which came out November 1st, 2019. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I, I love all your guys' albums, but this one stands out to me maybe a bit more. Um, the last time I listened through it, I was just reminded how good it is and how much I like it. And, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's awesome. How, how did these songs come together and what was inspiring or, or frustrating you during this process? I think um, I think this one was... I think we like, this is when we kind of uh, like, so you're not you, the one before it um, is pretty structured. Like the songs are pretty like, you know, verse chorus breakdown chorus, like, you know, like there's, they're like, they're, they follow more of like a classic, like songwriting structure. Yeah. And, and that was good. You know what I mean? Like it, uh, it made the band bigger, you know what I mean? But I think that we were still kind of like, 
we were like, yeah, maybe we can, maybe we can like land somewhere in the middle where it's not, you know, like on Helen home, I think there's like two choruses in the entire record. And then this one it's in every song. So we were like, you know, we still want to, we still want to be like, you know, technical. And like, we still want to have songs that are, are like totally linear and like no parts repeat and stuff like that. Um, so it's like, all right, I think with this one, we really wanted to try and land somewhere in the middle and be like, all right, like there's a time and place for, for both of those things. So let's just kind of like hone in and, and make sure that we get it right. Um, and we also kind of, we leaned, I think, uh, more heavily into like the we were like yeah we're just gonna like the imagery wise and everything it was like we're just gonna go full like 2004 trust kill fucking you know like that's when we we just we stopped being like yeah like we sound like that but let's you know let's have like modern merch designs and stuff and it's like no i mean even the album art it's like yeah you know it could have been could have been like a zeo record you know what i mean and that's i love that yeah and that's uh and yeah we kind of just went for it and i think yeah like again we put that one out it did better than anyone before it those songs go off like harder live and yeah we're we're in a we're in a good spot i think i think as long as we keep that up we probably won't break up you know what i mean it's like it's gonna take like putting out i mean if this record like sucks ass and everybody hates it then it's like all right see ya like we're done here but you know as long as that doesn't happen i think we'll will somehow stick around for for the next little while but you never know yeah yeah so like it, it seemed like kind of covid hit you know about five months or so after the release of this album if i got the timeline yeah. right like so did yeah. you guys get to do much you know touring on this album cycle or was some of that just kind of lost yeah it was yeah it was uh it was pretty much a write-off like we did um like uh we the tour that we we released it like we did a headliner um with straight from the path and like we put it out on that tour so we got to do one one tour in like uh in the u.s on it and then we did a uk europe run uh in 2019 um or 2020 i guess when did covid happen i literally don't even know it was like april of 2020 Think January, okay March, yeah April, yeah so it yeah it would have been like february 2020 we did uh that uk europe tour and um like that headliner and it was and you know that was like the nothing left to love like european release tour um but then yeah as soon as we got home from that it like covid hit and yeah so it it sucks that you know it's like it sucks that we only got to do two tours off the record uh it feels like you know like it feels like the album just came out because you know, the last time we, it was, it was just out at the last show we played. Um, so, uh, um, you know, so like that, that's frustrating too, but I think that, you know, even though we're recording right now, um, I think the game plan is to do like at the earliest, like fall of next year for this record, you know what I mean? So, um, because, you know, because we were in the habit of like every two years, we got to, you know, got to pump it out and stuff like we kind of lack um, doing like legitimate album rollouts and, you know, taking our time. I feel like it's always kind of rushed. So with this new record, um, it'll come out when it comes out. And it's just like it'll come out when we have a game plan to like to have a proper rollout and like do enough work. You know what I mean? So um, so I think that when shows come back, 
you know, hopefully next year, um, you know, we'll still be able to kind of give nothing left to love, like the, like to give it its time and give it what it deserves. You know what I mean? Um, because I, I mean, I guess people can be sick of it from like listening to it at home and stuff, but in terms of touring off of it, like, I don't think people are sick of seeing those songs live because it, it's, it hasn't really happened a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about the song you picked off this, Cherished.
So this is you know, probably the longest song time-wise, you know, on, the, on this list yeah. of five songs. And, you know, it's a bit more straightforward, you know, there's, but there's still lots of, you know, technical parts. You know, it sounds cohesive. You know, the song ends with a really nice yeah. kind of open melodic part that adds a lot to the song. And so I'd love to hear yeah. kind of how this one came together and why it stands out to you. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I picked this one, um, again, not necessarily like uh, lyric-wise. I mean, I, you know, at this point, I think people know what they're getting into. But um, but so uh, after Jesse left, um, he left like, uh, I guess, around like 2016. And we went and did You're Not You. And he wasn't around for that at all. Um, and it was it was Alex, Blake and Adrian kind of doing the majority of the writing. So uh, so this one. Like, uh, you know, Jesse and I like barely talked like we didn't really talk uh up until we went and did this record. And I think it was just, you know, we, we, we were kind of the, the, like we were driving the whole thing for a little while. And I I think that we needed, we just needed to kind of like take time apart to, I guess, appreciate like, you know, why we wanted to work together in the first place. Um, Not that we were like mad at each other or hated each other, but it was just like, you know, it went from, this guy that I've been in a band with since I was 16 to just like not talking at all. Yeah. So, um, but so when, you know, having Alex come in and help out with you're not you, um, that was huge. And I think that it made the songs, you know, really good. And so I remember, um, when we were doing, uh, when we were doing nothing left to love, it was right around the time that like Adrian said, like, yeah, I'm done. Like, this is going to be my last tour. And I had asked Alex to join, and he said yes, which I wasn't expecting. Mm. Um, so, you know, so Alex and Blake were like writing stuff together and, you know, kind of coming up with stuff. And I remember, I remember like, like, ta- I think I like called Jesse or like messaged him, one of the two. And I was just like, yo, man, like, you know, like I miss hanging out, like I miss doing shit together, you know, all this stuff or whatever. And he's like, yeah, me too. Like, we both kind of said, like, you know, it's like, yeah, sorry if, you know, I'm sorry if I pissed you off when I left. I'm like, I sorry if I pissed you off and I was like a dickhead when you left or something. And we kind of like, you know, buried it. And I, I think like enough time had passed, yeah. um, you know, cause I think it was around four years or so. Uh, and we started like hanging out more and shit. And I remember there was one night that I had some friends over at my parents' house and, uh, I just hit up Jesse randomly and was just like, yo, what are you saying right now? Like, you want to, you want to come hang out? And he's like, yeah, yeah, like I'll come by and kick it. And we we just like ordered pizza. And and when he was over, he's just like, he's like, yo, like I have a shitload of demos written. Like I I never stopped like writing for the band and stuff. Like even That's though we cool. weren't really talking that much or I wasn't in the band. And so I was like, do you have them on you? And he's like, yeah. So I remember getting like my shitty Bluetooth speaker and the first song, like the first demo that he had like that he had showed us was cherished. And oh, I remember awesome. everybody in the basement just being like, this is fucking insane. Like, this is, you know, this is kind of, this is what you're not, you didn't have, like going back to what I was saying earlier, where it's like, you know, like, like let's meet in the middle with the, you know, like, like cherished has a chorus, but you know, there, it's not, it's not kind of like a cut and paste sort right. of song structure. Like it, it, it goes, you know, it's a little bit out there. It's more on the heavy side. And, that was kind of like, you know, because I, I, I didn't want to record, you know what I mean? Like when Adrian left and Adrian's one of my best friends, but I was just like, 
I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to find another fucking guitarist. Like, I don't want to do this again. Like, I'm not excited to record, you know? And I remember Jesse coming over and showing me Cherished and like, and a bunch of other ones. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I remember Cherished specifically. And um, yeah, and I was just like, like at that point, like that was the first time since, like since you're, like since we were doing You're Not You that I was actually excited to go and make music again and like write new stuff. And I think that kind of, you know, and then, so I brought up, like, I brought it up to Jesse. I was like, yo, would you like, we'll get your flight and shit. Like, do you want to come to the studio with Alex and stuff? And and he's just like, yeah, I'm down. Like, let's go. Like I'll at least come for pre-pro and writing. And so he came out and then, and pretty much since then I was just like, Hey, if any other guitarist leaves, like I'm going to fucking bug you to join again. And he's like, all right, like, yeah, like, let me know if it happens. And then, you know, when, like you know as soon as blake was out of the band i was pretty much just like yo like you gotta come back like you and alex fucking dream team like you gotta we gotta do this like this this makes sense and it's the only way it's gonna make sense for me and he's fucking upstairs right now recording guitar yeah yeah that's so cool how that just kind of came together and yeah sometimes it's it's worth persisting through those maybe those different tensions you know with relationships and people and you know, for so sure. as time goes by and you kind of figure like, okay, you know what, this, this music's more important than any, you know, issues we had in the past. Let's, let's make something cool. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, you know, and fuck by, you know, it's rare. I think that it's rare that shit kind of works out in my favor if it's not related to counterparts. For right. some reason, the counterpart shit always works out. Other things, not so much, but you know, it's weird that I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this band, but things things happen for a reason and they just make sense. So that's why I'm still here. Yeah. Well, it's good for you and good for us as a listener too to keep having Yeah, there you go. have music. So, yeah, to kind of wrap up here, you kind of, you know, mentioned already about s- studio stuff and um yep. yeah, anything you anything else you want to share about that or that's coming up, you know, for the band or is it just kind of oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, like in terms of what the band's doing, I mean, we so we had like a European tour that was supposed to happen in like November of this year and that got canceled. And, you know, we were supposed to go to Furnace and like Furnace Fest and yeah. we can't do that anymore. And it's just, you know, everything is is so up in the air. Um, so I think at this point, I'm kind of just like, we're just really focused on the record. And it's like, I, I don't care about touring or shows right now because I mean, also trust me, like nobody wants to play a show more than I do. Um, but for me, I'm just like, I don't want to play a show where like people can't fucking mosh or like, I don't want to play a show where, you know, people have to be sitting or something, or, you know, I don't want to get, I literally don't want to get COVID. Like that sounds like a fucking nightmare. Um, so I think like for us, the most important thing to all of us now, like is making sure that this record is the best record that we've ever done. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And I mean, you know, without saying too much, like as long as I don't blow it with lyrics, like it absolutely will be like the, the music is, the music is fucking awesome. And it's like, you know, this is like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it or whatever, but like it, it it reminds me a lot of, it reminds me a lot of Helen home and like how we were, you know, we were like, 
we were, you know, it's like we were new, but we were like, you know, we were nervous, but we were excited and something great ended up coming of it. And, you know, having Alex and Jesse in the driver's seat again, like that's a cool feeling for me. And yeah, I'm, I'd say I haven't felt as confident in a record since Helen home. So, you know, that's, That yeah, sounds like a good... that's that's it. I hope hope yeah. Like I said, though, there's always a possibility that I'll blow it lyrically, but I think Will Will knows how to get it out of me at this point, so I trust him. Yeah, no, that sounds awesome, and this yeah. I mean, it makes me sad that I'll have to wait so long for it, but if it means you know a better I'll end send, product, I'll send and... you a Dropbox link. I'll send you a Dropbox link. It's fine. Yeah, send me the record on Monday. There you go. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll hey. I mean. I don't care, hey, pure noise. If you're listening, like I'm gonna leak it. So whatever. And I've been doing. I've been doing it since profits. So nothing. That's not gonna change. Dude, let me be your source. I'll leak it on my MySpace page. There you go. <laughs> Fucking MySpace music. Throw yeah. it up. Throw it on pure volume while you're at it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, Brendan, for your time and your thoughts. And yeah, it's, no it's been really Thank cool getting to just to hear insight into these songs and your band that I've been a fan of, of for so long. So yeah, thanks for taking the time and uh, yeah, hope everything no goes awesome with uh, the rest of your time in your studio there. Oh yeah. Take care. All right. safe. See ya. Thanks for having me.